0: and 2005 UTC right after the international
1: We can all listen to the sunny side of sports.
2: Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice
1: of America.
2: The Voice of America is a proud broadcasting partner of the new Men's Basketball Africa League, or BALL. The VOA is featuring BALL stories on its TV and digital platforms. And we're broadcasting the games on radio in the following languages. English, French, Kenya Rwanda, Portuguese, and Wolof. One of the VOA's former studio engineers, Wayne Shorter, asked me this week, Sonny, what's Wolof? Well, it's the most widely spoken language in Senegal, where the ball games are currently taking place. On Wednesday at the Dakar Arena in Senegal, a thrilling last-second three-point shot lifted Rwanda Energy Group to an 83 to 81 victory over Seydu Legacy Athletic Club of Guinea. Let's listen in now to the final seconds of the ball play by play commentary and then some post game thoughts from yours truly and Prince Nesta. Okay, here we go. This is most definitely money time. This is where the practice court
0: pays dividends. Shabozwa, Shabozwa, got to get the shot in six seconds, there's a chance, Thomas, Reg, Reg, Shabozwa, Shabozwa, look at that, look at him, look at the celebrations, that's what it means to them, oh my word, absolutely remarkable how to win a game. They've done it they've done it and
2: it came from downtown and dropping it in high and dry in she goes the celebrations are there and the victory for rwanda energy group that's two wins from two for the rwandans
0: what an awesome moment what a fantastic shot created
3: off the dribble kicked out to the open shooter and in composed
2: I'm VOA Sonny Young. You're listening to special Voice of America coverage of the Basketball Africa League. Chibozwa for Rwanda Energy Group. The game hero, last second three-point shot, lifts his team to victory. Chibozwa, final score from Dakar Arena, Rwanda Energy Group, 83 83- and slack 81 joining me now is Prince Nesta Prince what a finish what a finish Prince
4: what a fantastic finish I absolutely agree with you wow wow I mean I'm sure folks down there in Kigali Rwanda, are really having a good time right now patching because you know their team is really really making their country great right now. Tough battle indeed. It was, um, you know, fantastic display from both teams, actually. Uh, But that was just such a powerful finish Uh, from Shibosua, who actually has been really consistent, uh, considering the fact that he really played a critical game in the first match against A.S. Sally. But I'll give credit to both teams, Sonny. It was a close matchup between the two. And, of course, we have to have winners and losers, Sunny.
2: <laughs> well, the Rwandan fans are singing and dancing and uh waving the Rwandan flag at the Dakar arena Chibozwa with a last second three point shot to lift r e g to victory gotta give a slack credit uh Prince as you said it was a hard fought game and uh yeah. they 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 really showed a lot of fighting spirit in this
4: contest. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. Um, You know, if you look at players such as Chris Marcus, Christopher, you know Crawford, fantastic player. He really put in the work. I call him the destroying chief. He's a big guy, always active on both sides of the court. And you know, you look at uh, another player such as Obekpa. Goodness me! Obekpa, he
2: was he was really big. Obekpa, no question. Uh, The Nigerian, I'm checking the stats out now, Prince. Obeva, 17 points, 14 rebounds, four assists. Uh, he, He came up with some really big plays at the end, but it just wasn't quite enough.
4: I totally agree with you. And, you know, if you look at his goal, lots of experience as far as professional basketball is concerned. I mean, he played in St. John's University in Jamaica, New York, that is, And then, um, you know, he actually led the NCAA Division One in blocks per game with 4.03 average. That's during the 2012-2013 season. And, you know, he... When to Miami Heat, played for in 2016 Prince, NBA Prince, Summer League. Prince, I have
2: to, I have to interrupt. We're going to go to a post-match
5: interview with the hero. We yeah, the first one. Uh, we keep getting better every day. We need to win at least two games. Then we can, we can be sure that if we win the third, the third one, we can um, like be like, able to play the final in Rwanda. It's a great win for us, and we thank God for that. What was going through your mind when you took that last shot? Uh, it was like uh, it was like my last chance, and uh, I had to do it. I was like trying to play all, all the game like good. I, I say like, let me do this, let me try it, because we live by like every do, everything we do that in life you have to take a risk. I took the risk, and the, the second was already over. I, I had to do that. Yeah. Every time the coach gives you an opportunity to step on the court, you come with a lot of energy on defense, especially. What goes through your mind when you play such defense? Uh, what comes in my mind is like. If I don't score, I'm not allowed to anyone to score on me. That's the, that's the first mindset I have. So I have to make sure my guy doesn't score on me, and I have to score on him. That's, the, that's what the, a good player has, must do.
2: Yeah.
5: That Shabozwa of Rwanda
2: Energy Group basketball team, his last second three-point shot lifted REG, to an 83-81 victory Wednesday over Slack, Sedu Legacy Athletic Club of Guinea. In Wednesday's other Basketball Africa League game, A. S. Saleh of Morocco defeated Ferroviario de Bera of Mozambique 95 to 84. Let's listen in now to the post-game remarks from Saleh's Australian coach. Liz Mills.
6: Very proud of this team and the resilience that they showed in the game today. Uh, We went down in that third quarter and instead of lying down and trailing where we struggled in that first game, we came back, we fought back, and it all started with our defence. And that's what we had been preaching since that game against Reg. If we can play disciplined, high-energy defence, that flows into our offence and it makes it really easy. And it's also great that we had all our scorers... (laughs) Massa H T. These guys, when when they shoot the way they shoot, we're really hard to defend, and so it was a great team effort. We're glad to get the win and uh, happy International Women's Day as well.
2: That's Liz Mills, the head coach of the Moroccan basketball club AS Salé. Coach Mills celebrated International Women's Day with a win at the Basketball Africa League tournament in Dakar, Senegal. Meanwhile. Coach Mills says her veteran players chipped in with a key defensive strategy that helped A.S. Sale pull out the victory.
6: With very experienced players, um, unfortunately I don't have an assistant coach with me for this event um, and I'm relying on players to get their feedback in the game. They were the ones who suggested a 2-3 zone. That didn't come from me. You know, so um, I'm not a coach who needs to be authoritative or be a dictator. I'm working with adults who are very experienced basketball players, and I can learn from them as much as they can learn from me. And without assistant coaches, I'm going to need to rely on them moving forward. And we had some great suggestions from the players today in timeouts, and uh, they, they deserve this win probably more than me, so... I'm, I'm very lucky to be working with the group that I'm working with.
2: Liz Mills' coaching counterpart for Faro Viario de Berra of Mozambique is Luis Hernandez. Coach Hernandez talks about some of the reasons his team lost.
5: I think that we have, uh, we have problems in the transition offense to defense. Mm-hmm. We did not adjust very well. And the other problem that we have uh, was the many fouls. I think that we uh, we usually don't do fouls. Uh, we trying to play good defense. without foul. It's weird for for me to receive s- so many foul mm-hmm. today. I'm going to watch the video and see uh, watch uh, if it's foul or not. <laughs> and after
2: hearing Coach Hernandez's remarks, I took a look at the box score. 19 fouls were called on Coach Hernandez's team, and 19 fouls were also called on Liz Mills's AS Sale team. I'm VOA's Sonny Young, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America.
5: The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's premier men's basketball league to bring you the second season of the BAL.
6: Thirty-eight games, twelve
5: teams, living it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt, and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24/7 FM's and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game. Daily highlights delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win.
2: The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA action Wednesday night, the Phoenix Suns won their 53rd game of the season and became the first team to clinch a berth in the NBA playoffs. And Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics continued his hot shooting. The AP's Dave Ferry reports. Devin
0: Booker returned from NBA protocols to score 23 points as the Suns routed the heat 111-90. Booker also had nine assists and eight rebounds as Phoenix won a battle of conference leaders. He missed the Suns' previous four games due to virus-related issues. We wanted this from that. to be completely honest. Uh, we have a lot of respect for you know, their team, especially for what they did to us and in Phoenix. Mikhail Bridges finished with 21 points as the Suns improved to a league-best 53-13. and 13. DeAndre Ayton had 19 points on 9 of 10 shooting and 10 rebounds for Phoenix. Duncan Robinson had a team-high 22 points for Miami, which lost for just the third time in 15 games. Jason Tatum scored 16 of his 44 points in the fourth quarter of the Celtics' fourth straight win, 115-101 versus the Hornets. Tatum made 16 of 24 shots from the field and was 6 of 9 from beyond the arc after scoring 54 points in his previous game against the Nets on Sunday.
3: I really do believe it just depends on time and score, situation, scenario. You know, I don't predetermine what I'm going to do um, You know, when I'm going up the floor. It's not just react to whatever the defense is doing.
0: Jalen Brown had 15 points, while Robert Williams chipped in with 11 points and 11 rebounds. The Celtics have won 15 of 17 since falling to 500 at 25 and 25. I'm Dave Ferry.
2: Thanks, Dave. The head coach of the Celtics is Ime Udoka, who during his international playing days suited up for the Tigers, Nigeria's national men's team. Udoka comments on Boston's 40th victory of the season. Obviously, the scoring is great. You know, 115
1: on not your best night. Started off poorly from three, but the uh, defensive end is where it really felt like that, where we locked in for a good stretch and end
2: of the third quarter and really kind of pulled away. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks clipped the wings of the Atlanta Hawks. Giannis turned in another dominant all-around performance, as we hear now from the AP's Chuck Freeman. Giannis Antetokounmpo scored 82 points in a 24-hour span, guiding the Bucs to their sixth straight win, a 124-115 victory over the Hawks. Antetokounmpo, who had 39 the previous night, had 17 first-quarter points on his way to a game-high 43. Bobby Portis added 23 points and 15 rebounds. Portis says nothing Antetokounmpo does surprises him.
3: The things he does, not normal. Um, three people on him in the paint find a way to go up and dunk the ball or just rolling to the goal, jumping over everybody, dunking the ball. The Bucks, led by Ano
2: Kupo surged right through the Hawks' defense in the first half on their way to a 68-54 lead at the break. The Hawks did cut it to six late. They were led by Trey Young, who had 27. Chuck Freeman, Milwaukee. Thanks, Chuck. In Detroit, Michigan, the Chicago Bulls beat the Detroit Pistons by six points. As we hear now from the AP's Denny Cap in Detroit. Tamar DeRozan nets a game high 36 points to help the Bulls hold off the pistons, 114 108. In a game in which neither team ever held a double digit lead, it was the Bulls that had the big run at the right time, ripping off a 17 2 fourth quarter spurt to turn a seven point deficit into an eight point lead. DeRozan did most of the damage, scoring 28 of his 36 in the second half to help Chicago end a season long five game skid.
1: I didn't want to lose another game. Um, I don't care who he was playing tonight. Um, that was just my mentality. Didn't they want they to lose another game.
7: Zach Levine chipped in 25 to keep the Bulls a game and a half back of the Central Division leading Bucks.
2: Kate Cunningham paced the Pistons with 22, but it wasn't enough as Detroit saw its three-game winning streak snap, the team's longest since March of 2019. Denny Cap, Detroit. Thanks, Denny. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin.
8: Hello, Larry. How are
2: you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at fifteen hundred UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. In professional golf, some big, big money is at stake this weekend at the Players Championship in Ponte Vedra, Florida. George McNeely reports from Ponte Vedra.
7: A twenty million dollar prize purse. It's attracted 46 of the top 50 golfers in the world rankings here to Ponte Vedra, Florida near Jacksonville, longtime home to the PGA Tour and this week's Players' Championship. In fact, the top three places pay out seven figures. Someone can actually finish out of the top ten and still make a cool half a million dollars this week. Justin Thomas is defending champion of a tournament where no one has ever repeated the feat the following year. Yeah, I'd say because it's one of the deepest fields in golf and it's really really hard to win golf tournaments. <laughs> it's just it's the fact
1: of the matter it's just um it's really hard to win a golf tournament once and it's it's Really hard to win it again.
7: Almost since its inception, the PGA Tour has been positioning this as golf's fifth major. And there's no question, the 144-player field is the best to arrive in one location, TPC Sawgrass. Still, there are only four majors in golf. With the Masters next month, the PGA Championship in May, June's United States Open, and the Open Championship in July. Olympic champion Xander Schauffele. Every year we come here, you know, the stands seem to be bigger. Everything seems to, you know, be
2: bigger. Um, I've never been in this media room. I don't know if this is new. This seems pretty big here. So, overall, you know, you make big tournaments by just, I guess... Making everything more magnified and, and, and more important. So uh this is a very important week for us.
7: What to expect at the players championship this week? Your guess is as good as mine. Fans complain that the West Coast U.S. swing featured scoring that was too low. Last week at Bay Hill in Orlando, just the opposite with only the top ten players finishing under par. Add to that the unpredictability of weather. Storms and a cold front in the forecast by weekend from the Players' Championship. For the sunny side of sports, I'm George McNeely in Ponte Vedra, Florida.
2: Thanks, George. In Ponte Vedra Wednesday night, Tiger Woods was
1: inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. You have to understand, I got to this position because of my upbringing, having... Two unbelievable parents, but I didn't get here alone. I know that golf is an individual sport. We do things on our own a lot for hours on end. But in my case, I didn't get here alone. I had unbelievable parents, mentors, friends who allowed me and supported me in the toughest times, darkest of times, and celebrated the highest of times. So, I just want to say thank you to my mom, Sam, Erica, Charlie, everyone here, all my friends that have come to, to be here. This is an individual award, but it's actually a, a team award. All of you allowed me to get here. I just want to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. We heard Tiger Woods thank his family.
2: He was introduced by his 14-year-old daughter, Sam.
8: Recently, daddy had trained harder than ever. About a year ago, you were stuck in a hospital bed at one of your ultimate lows. And one of the scariest moments of your life and ours. We didn't know if you'd come home. If We didn't know if you'd come home with two legs or not. Now not only about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, but you're standing here on your own two feet. This is why you deserve this, because you're a fighter. You've defied the odds every time, being the first black and Asian golfer to win a major, being able to win your fifth masters after multiple back surgeries, and being able to walk just a few months after your crash. Through thick and thin, you, Charlie, Erica, Cunha, and I will always be a team. Dad, I inducted you into Dad Hall of Fame a long time ago. But today, I am so proud to present my dad, Tiger Woods, into the World Golf Hall of Fame.
2: At the World Golf Hall of Fame ceremony, Tiger Woods also paid tribute to his dad, Earl Woods, who died in 2006. One of the things that
1: that drove, that drove me was his passion to play the game of golf. I was never going to be denied to play. I loved it. I had this burning desire to be able to express myself um, in, this, in this game of golf. One of, my, one of the things that Dad had instilled in me is that he grew up in an era same era as Charlie Sifford and why my son is named after Charlie is that you had to be twice as good to be given half a chance and so that that understanding and that drive as Sam said train hard fight easy I made practicing so difficult hurt so much because I wanted to make sure that I was ready come game time I hit thousands of balls, hands bleeding, aching, just so that I could play in a tournament. That's Tiger Woods, who was inducted into the
2: World Golf Hall of Fame. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
0: Go beyond the daily headlines with VOA's Flashpoint Ukraine. Each weekday at 2105 UTC, join me, Steve Miller, as I put the latest developments into a global context with interviews and analysis. Listen online at voanews.com slash flashpoint or in your favorite podcast player.
2: Thanks, Steve. World football's governing body, FIFA, is funding a $1.5 million football headquarters for Liberia. Moses Garzio has visited the construction site in the capital, Monrovia. In this encore sunny side of sports presentation, let's listen in again to the report by Moses.
5: Carpenters, masons, welders, and electricians seem quite busy attending to different portions of the construction work. The unfinished structure already stands tall in the Moravian skies with three floors to count, hosting a large conference room and dozens of small and large offices. Founded in 1936, this is the first time the Liberian F.A. will have an official home something that delights the FA president, Mustafa Raji.
3: I'm excited uh, that uh, we got the uh, overall mandate of stakeholders in Liberia to construct the headquarters and support from uh, the FIFA Forward program, so we're very excited that uh, we will now own our own place in office uh, to continue with the uh, affairs of the Football Association.
5: It's not only the FA president that is delighted for this milestone for Liberian football. Football stakeholders, Jelate Siyo, and James DeMane were fascinated about what was happening.
3: I'm very, very impressed with the level of construction that is going on. If you look at what he's already doing, considering a lot of uh, football pages that have been that have been built and with a brand new headquarters for first of the kind in Liberia, we we can, we can say that added value to soccer in Liberia. I think uh, it, it has boosted our football climate because, you know, Liberia uh, is a football-loving country and when people come inside Liberia, they see such a gigantic structure. very modern. Uh, it brings some relief, it Show some sense of our development in our football. So we believe that it is welcoming. It is it is good. It
5: might be a structure expected to be used for the Liberian FA administrative work. But President Raji has different plans that will also benefit football clubs. A football
3: history. It's valued, yes, around 1.5 million. That will host uh, all of uh, the uh, structures of the LFA and offices to be uh, provided uh, to uh, you know support uh, member clubs and especially uh, women's football. It has uh, almost all of the facilities you expect. Uh, We also have a a portion that is going to uh, be like a museum where we can have uh, uh, information uh, that will uh, show past uh, players, uh, past administrators of the football association today. We don't have uh, such uh, in any of our facilities and we are looking towards uh, doing that. The FA said the headquarters construction was also necessary to keep
5: Liberia in good standing with FIFA if they are to continue benefiting from the FIFA Forward program. FIFA provide funding to member associations to run infrastructure and technical programs that support football development. Raji said with government challenge to provide the needed support to football due to competing priorities, it was necessary to keep the FA on FIFA's radar of support. Uh,
3: During the dedication ceremony of the TUSA pitch, uh, President uh, encouraged us to ensure that we utilize the funding uh, from FIFA uh, in the best way possible to uh, benefit uh, many Liberians. Uh, Given the challenges we faced with in the country today, in the economy, with the challenges of fixing roads, uh, providing healthcare, providing uh, sources of education.
5: As part of improving the country's football infrastructure, Mustafa Raji and his football association... Also, constructed three new artificial tough pitches with funding from the FIFA 2.0 program in the last two years. This progress has been held by Liberia's president and football icon, George Weir. In April 2021, at one of the dedicatory ceremonies, Mr. Weir committed his government to refurbishing every football pitch he played on while growing up in the slum of Monrovia. The former FIFA World Player of the Year also expressed the need for his country to host the Africa Cup of Nations which was dependent upon building football infrastructure, something he said his government was fully committed to. For the VOA Sonny Salas Post, this is Moses Gazo in Monrovia, Liberia.
2: 10th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm POA Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.
4: I get it.